Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And welcome in to this edition of the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Conway, at Colby R. Conway on Twitter and to my right on the screen, but I believe geographically to the never eat sour to the West, I believe is Matt sells at the Sullivan. I am not good at directions. I don't even know my own hometown. If you would be on a raft like uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway. Hey, I don't know. I mean, virtual backgrounds are crazy these days. I know maybe you've just been really consistent with that background, but give Matt a follow on Twitter at the salesman, he is not on a raft in the middle of the ocean. But if you were, impressive background, impressive Wi-Fi connection. So, Matt, yeah, how's seriously, it very strong internet in the middle of the ocean here. <laughs> You'd uh, be surprised. I'm good. I'm still battling people on Twitter about the first base rule that apparently the umps don't know. Because uh, last night's Astros-Nats game was decided when Jake Myers decided to take a stroll through the infield grass uh, instead of running down the dirt like you're supposed to do i don't know i was taught that in little league i don't know about you or jake myers um just just unfortunate to see a a great game uh ended by ums not knowing rules again well i hate to pack it on there but you're not one to shy away from it so at the salesman on twitter jump in that conversation let your thoughts know and matt will tell you whether you're right or wrong or just flat out tell you his side of it so at the salesman on Twitter, check everything out there. Uh, again, at the salesman on Twitter. But Matt, we got a full show we're going to talk about here. We got a couple of big pieces of news that we're going to lead off with. Then we're going to go into down on the farm with Matt Sells. Going to tap into your wheelhouse of expertise and knowledge. Talk a little prospects in our Discord. We are getting a ton, a ton of questions about some prospects who have recently come up or maybe coming up in hopefully the coming days for especially one in particular, but come on, Cincinnati Reds looking at you. But we'll talk about that when we're down on the farm with Matt Sells, talk a little all-star game voting. And then, of course, as we head into the weekend, streamers and a potential waiver wire ad that we are looking at. But, Matt, we got to touch on a couple of injuries first, one of which I'm going to say is more important than the other here. But Lance McCullers and Vinny Pasquantino are both done for the year. One of them matters more because one of them actually touched the playing field here in 2023. So Vinny P, guy that I loved this year, this year was banking on some power from him. And now, unfortunately, that shoulder instability, I believe, is now being classified as a torn labrum, which will keep him out for the rest of the year. So, Matt, obviously, this is a big blow to fantasy managers. Nick Prado seems to be 
solidified in that lineup now. But the big question is here now, how often are we picking against this Royals team with opposing pitchers? Because this lineup is going to suck without him. Yeah, uh, I'm about to do it here later in the show, actually. Little little sneak peek of a segment coming up. Um, it's really unfortunate. And to be honest, I'm a little concerned about this going forward for Vinny, for, for uh, Pasquantino. Torn labrums are not that easy to come back from for baseball. We don't have a very good history of guys coming back from torn labrums. Yes, I know, technically speaking, Fernando Tatis Jr. came back from that, but I'm pretty sure he was using drugs and things that got just suspended. And he's also, you know, kind of freakish, I guess, at this point. Um, but this is really the only guy you can point to that has come back from a, <laughs> from a torn labrum, which is not usually a great sign. Not saying this is a career ender. I'm sure he'll have great surgeons, hoping for the best, hoping it all comes back. But it might be a little bit before we see the power come back fully for Vinny P, unfortunately. Uh, so if Prado's still available in your league, he's locked in the rest of the way at first base, which has been doldrums for most of the year, aside from like four people. So I, I would go I would go pick him up. As for Lance McCullers, he, he doesn't matter to me anymore. Like, the dude can't stay on the mound. He's like the Astros version of Steven Strasburg, right? He was good for, like, one year and now can't do anything. Like, he went under the knife and the Astros are just like, yeah, we're just going to release it because who cares about HIPAA? Um, you know, it. I, I don't know. I'm done with McCullers. He's going to have to prove me stuff before I draft him next year. It seems – and maybe this is a lesson for fantasy for fantasy baseball managers and drafters moving forward, but it's one of those things where McCullers, when healthy, he's good. I'll give him that. He's not a bad pitcher. He's pretty good. He's got good stuff. He can miss bats. He can be very effective, especially in the fantasy landscape. But when it comes to draft season, we're all assuming, wow, it's his arm. He'll only miss six weeks when he comes back in. I got an SP3. There are no guarantees when people come back from injuries. This guy was oft injured to begin with, was going to be delayed to start the season, wasn't even throwing. Now it's undergoing another surgery and is going to miss time. When we're drafting next year, and maybe something is to look into it, injuries can create buying opportunities on certain players, but there are other ones we can't just assume they're going to come back healthy. This seems like, you know, that that meme with the guy and the girls looking at him disgusted and he's looking yep. at this other little thing walking this way. It yep. almost seems it's like, you know, us fantasy managers, sometimes we tend to be the guy in the middle, you know, all reliable here is healthy starting pitcher. And but all we're looking to is potential injured stud. That's what it yep. seems like. like Lance McCullers is, is that meme personified to fantasy yep. managers. Yeah, and for a hitter part of this, we could talk about Alberto Mondesi, who the Red Sox are like, we can't get him back to better than what he is right now, which is not really doing baseball activities. And for some reason, we can't get him past that. So, you know, those of us who drafted him, I did not. A little concerned about playing time and injury history and what he does to your ratios. Um, you know, we were all just like, oh, he'll come back and immediately just steal 87 bases this year. Why? <laughs> Dude's been injured more than he's been on the field. Same with McCullough. So I'm with you um, at this point going forward. If McCullough's is healthy next year, let somebody else draft him 
and see what he is first. You know, use him like the like the first penguin in line. You ever heard how the penguins test the waters? They line up and they bump the first one off the ice shelf and he comes up. The rest of them all jump in because it's fine. If they're unsure, they bump the next one. Or if he doesn't come up, they don't go in. Treat Lance McCullers as the first penguin in line. Let somebody else test the waters. When you I'm looking back at NFBC ADP data from February 1st to April 1st, he had an average draft position of 333. Some of the pitchers going around him, Aaron Savali, Taiwan Walker, Kyle Bradish, there's McCullers, Stephen Matz, who don't even get me started on that guy. Uh, Cal Quantrill, Clark Schmidt, Alex Wood. Mitch Keller, 50 picks later. I mean, I mean we couldn't have seen that to, right. to this extent. I mean, yes. trust me, I've been pounding the Mitch Keller drum since about 2019. But. So have I, but you're, it's better coming from me, a less biased. <laughs> That's true. That's really true. <laughs> less biased, non-pirate super fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like any of the names you listed have been marquee. Yeah, they've been solid. For least sure, but at least some of them touched the mound. At least some of them touched the mound. That's fair. So That's something fair. something like that to look at. And then on the broadcast last night, you heard Jordan Alvarez last night being Wednesday night as we're yes. recording here on Thursday morning. But Jordan looking out four to six weeks, oblique. Don't love obliques for hitters. A little bit worrisome. It's going to be one of those things where I would plan. Here's the thing. Even if he comes back in four, Prepare to be without him in your fantasy lineup for five. It's going to take a week to get back into the swing of things, and I'd almost want to keep him on the bench for a week, let him get acclimated, prove he's healthy. Because once you move him off that IL spot, if you have to drop somebody, there's a lot of times when people are like, someone's off the IL, I need to activate them immediately. It's like, well, you might want to hold, yeah. if you can, hold a day or two, just and check health, and then go from there. We get a little lucky with the timing, right? Injuries are never something we want to celebrate, but... The all-star break is like three and a half weeks, but that puts it at four weeks from when he got injured, right? So you get a partial, you get that one game or the, the one series when they come back that usually starts the Thursday or the Friday after the all-star game. And if you're in a league with weekly moves and you may not be able to make a move until Monday morning, you can use that three-game set to see – how he mm -hmm. looks before you put him in. Not saying that that's when he's coming back. Six weeks would put it basically towards the end of July. But if it's towards the All-Star game, you may actually get a little bit of a bonus here in terms of like testing the waters uh, with a three-game set. Yep, absolutely there. So, Matt, it's time. We're heading down to, I'd say, your neck of the woods. But we're not really going to the woods, but we're going to go down on the farm with Matt Sells at the salesman on Twitter. So in our discord map, we're all suckers for prospects. Me, the analysts in there, you know, the members of our discord, we all love prospects. Again, with that meme, we all love the shiny new, the shiny new toy. Everybody loves it. You know, once the PS five came out, no one gave a crap anymore about the PS four, you know, it was all about the new shiny new thing. And we have a couple prospects have come up of late. So want to kind of get your breakdown on a couple of these guys and we'll start in San Fran with Luis Matos. Good young outfielders really cut down on the strikeouts as he's progressed through the minors. There was a – it's an ill-timed injury for Haniger, but that – Mitch Haniger, but that seemed to open the door a bit for Matos. So what can fantasy managers expect from Luis Matos? And is this somebody that you're looking to add in, let's say, 10 or 12-team uh, mixed leagues? 
Probably. I mean, outfield's pretty barren right now with all of the injuries that have happened. Um, guys just not pulling their weight uh, in terms of production across the board, really. Um, he's had a, you know, Matos has had a very nice bounce back year this year across two levels. He's hitting 350. Uh, you know, already already cracked the 10-10 mark in terms of 10 homers and 15 steals uh, down in the minors. So that's pretty impressive. His OBP of 415 is really nice, although it is bolstered by a 350 batting average. But you said it. The strikeouts have always been a concern for for Matos. The strikeout rate, um, you know, last year, to give you an example, he, he hit 215 over 93 games, struck out 66 times in those 93 games, which isn't atrocious, but it's also not great, right? Uh, he walked 28 times. So, again... So, so this year, more walks than strikeouts. He had 24 walks to 20 strikeouts, which is a great sign in 55 games. So he's really cut down the pace of the strikeouts. Cause if you had basically you double it, it still only gets you to basically 40 strikeouts compared to 66 in 93 games. That's pretty good. Um, I think he will get a bunch of playing time, right? He's 21. It's time to see what the giants have coming up. Um, they're going to make some moves in the offseason next year. They would like to see what some of their core looks like and get the fans excited because Kyle Harrison's not coming up anytime soon. So let's get Luis Matos, one of their top prospects up. Um, I would go at him again. Depends on the drop. Don't drop somebody you're actually starting to go take a shot on a shiny thing. Drop a bench guy for Luis Matos so you have some upside there. Don't drop a guy who's in your starting lineup. Yep. And now that he's up with the team, what do you think is his, I like to call it claim to fame, but what, what category do you think is, is he going to impact the most? Like, I mean, we're looking at it here, 10 homers and 15 steals across 55 games is hit for a pretty good average. So if you had to put, if you had to put your money on it, what's the one category he'll give fantasy managers the biggest boost to? I think he'll help your, your batting average and your steals. Okay. The, the power is, <clears throat> it's easy to look at 10 steals or 10 homers rather, and, and be excited about that in 50 something games. But keep in mind his double a time was in Richmond, Virginia, the Richmond flying squirrels are the giants double a affiliate. That's a fairly level field, right? No, no huge swing pitcher hitter. Um, that's a pretty fair league for double a their triple a affiliate is in Sacramento, which is distinctly in the Pacific coast league, which is a massive hitters league. To give you an idea. In the 24 games he played in Sacramento, he hit 398 with seven homers. Ball flies in the Pacific Coast League. So if we're looking at scouting grades, his hitting tool is about a 60, which is a plus grade on the 2080 scale. Puts him about a 290 hitter. Um, power is a little below average. So we're looking at maybe in the major league level, probably 12 to 15, given a full season. Don't expect that this year. He's coming up you know, a third of the way through the season already. Uh, speed is above average to plus. Okay, so we're looking at about 20, 25 steals on a standard. And he's not going to kill you defensively. So ultimately, he probably comes in. I know they're hitting him ninth right now. So he's either going to hit, <clears throat> excuse me, like ninth to be a secondary leadoff guy, right, to turn the lineup over, or he's a quintessential top of the order table setter type. Yep, and that home park too. Any power deficiencies? 
they get exposed a little bit in that home park. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Not to say, I mean, we've seen guys park balls out there, but it's just not the greatest home park for, you know, necessarily not necessarily sluggers per se. But what about in Texas with Owen White? So he's going to get the call. I do believe he's made a big league appearance, but I believe it came in relief yeah. um, as I see it here. So is he a, is he a candidate to move into that rotation? When you look at some of his grades, like I'm looking at a fan graphs and all of his pitches minus his changeup are at least average to a little bit above average with his slider being his highest graded pitch that he's got there. But can he work into the rotation? Are they going to leave him in middle relief? And if, I mean, obviously, if he gets to a starter, he becomes a bit more notable for fantasy purposes because that offense is giving their pitching plenty of run support. But if he stays in middle relief, to me, he seems like an AL-only guy at best in that role. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do with him just yet. I don't know that he gets the full reins of a starter. He may be a bulk reliever. He may follow an opener. He may be an opener. Um it's pretty interesting they they gave him the jump from double a to the majors um i know he's one of their top prospects i get it the guy's 23 pitching at double a because he had some you know a little bit of setbacks but the most amount of innings he's pitched in the minor leagues in his career is 80 in a season okay he was at 53 this year over 11 starts so a he's not getting that deep into games when he's starting that was against double a um his ratios were okay like 1.4 whip not terrible but 45 strikeouts to 22 walks and 55 innings is or 53 innings isn't really anything to write home about to be honest um so we'll have to wait and see i'm not overly excited about owen white right now i think he's a i, I think he's a panic move to be honest they needed a pitcher and they pulled him up that that seems that seems fair to say the least and I, we talked about it earlier the reds have a plethora of prospects we've got a couple of the big ones well the, the third the trio the third of three there that we want to see yeah. has yet to come up so obviously we've seen andrew abbott we've seen some guy named elliot de la cruz who's been pretty good to say the least is christian encarnacion strand the next notable prospect to get the call do you think and even if so or if not what other names from the minors are you watching that you think could come up and make a fantasy impact pretty quickly i think he's the next notable one i'm not sure that there's anybody quite as highly touted as him right now um that's on the way up i mean i know owen white for some people may have um outranked christian Encarnacio strand not right now not given their performances um, I have no idea what Cincinnati's waiting for. They're pushing the door for a playoff spot in the NL. They could use all of the bats that they could possibly use right now to at least help their pitching staff, which is not really anything to write home about right now. And no, there's not really any help other than Andrew Abbott coming from the pitching staff uh, right now. All of their other guys who you would consider notable um, are not close to, uh, you know, being ready uh at this point chase petty still a high a um connor phillips double a um levi stout that hasn't really worked out so i i don't know what they're waiting for i would expect him to come any day now at this point to be honest and in terms of other guys we could expect 
it's re it's kind of hard to read. Um, I expected the Cubs to make one more move, maybe, but um, you know, you could look for a Ben Brown, maybe, to come up uh, for them to bolster the pitching staff a little bit. He was just moved up to Triple uh, A a few starts ago. Um, he's been doing okay there, not not terrible. Again, that's the International League, not the BCL. Um, so maybe they get him up. There might be some pitching help coming. Aside from that, I don't. I don't really think there's anybody massively of note. Aside from, I don't know, Colton. Like you could see Colton Kowser or Jordan Westberg, or like even Heston Kirkstad could come up for the O's. Um, I know they just called up Joey Joey Ortiz again, um, but you could also see Connor Norby come up. They got a whole bunch of dudes at AAA that could come up, but Kowser would be the top guy there. Yep, absolutely. And if you aren't in our Discord yet, you could have direct access to Matt's brain to pick his brain about these prospects. If you're not part of our Discord, Alarm 50 for 50% off six months of all access. Access to the Discord, DFS Playbook Pro, a bunch of tools, a bunch of features, and access to all of the other great people that we have here at Fantasy Alarm, and that's in our Discord. So promo code ALARM. 50 so yeah this week's uh prospect report that went up wednesday was about all of the top prospects of the college world series that starts on friday um yep and on yeah. the site all the all matt's prospect stuff his brain where the knowledge is and the content is that fantasy alarm so use that code and get access to that matt earlier this week you had talked about let's want to touch a little bit about the all-star game voting so before we get into weekend streamers and a waiver wire preview just a couple of quick questions that I have for you here. Won't take but a couple of minutes of your precious time. So let me start with this. Third base in the American League, Matt Chapman and Josh Jung. It's a two-man race for the lead there. Chapman's hot start to the season, likely fueling those numbers as well as a strong Toronto voting presence, it seems. Arguably, Josh Jung has been more consistent after his bit of a slow start. It's almost kind of inverse of what Chapman did. Chapman's yep. hot and faded, whereas Jung was slow and is now ramped up considerably. So which would you like to see of those two get the starting nod? Because Devers and Bregman are the next two, and they're like half of the votes that the other two have received. So personally, I'm in the Jung camp, but where do you fall? Yeah, I'm in the Jung camp too. A couple of things. One, Jung has basically carried that offense pretty well since Seager went down, right? Um, and to be honest, I think of Matt Chapman as maybe the fourth bat in that Toronto lineup most of the time, right? He's getting outshined by like three or four other dudes on that team. Um, yes, his numbers are good. Fantastic. I'd rather it go to Josh Jung, who also doesn't play in a softball park. Uh, cause they move the field in there for Toronto. And then let's also not forget they play in the AL East, uh, which aside from Baltimore is a very hitter friendly <laughs> park. So they're a division. So I'd go Josh Jung. It is close as of June 12th, according to MLB's website. It's about five, that little less than 5,000 vote difference between the two. Um, and then it's like 250,000 down to uh, Rafi Devers in third. So I, yeah, I'm hoping Jung gets the nod. In the National League outfield, I expect this to level out with time, or at least I would hope so. <laughs> Why? Not Acuna, though. Acuna's... No, that one I get. But yeah. can you explain to me? I know Lourdes Gurriel has been quite good. Yeah. But can you explain how he has more votes than 
Corbin Carroll and Fernando Tatis. And can you explain to me why in the world Michael Harris is top seven when he's been one of the bigger fantasy busts this season? What is going on in the National League outfield? Yeah, I don't know. I also don't fully understand why Mookie Betts is second. This like, was the most confusing of all the positions like, was the National League good, outfield. But he's not been spectacular, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's second by a ways, too. Like, Ronald Acuna Jr. should be number one. He's the number one vote-getter across all positions, across all leagues. Phenomenal. Should be. The guy may steal 75 bases this year. And hit 40 home runs. And hit 40 home runs. And <laughs> you'd you just be special. Okay. Lapina, which, by the way, means the pineapple in Spanish. That's Mordis mm. Oriel's nickname. And they call him that because of his hair. His hair looks like the top of a pineapple, which is why. Yeah, I watch a lot of Diamondbacks games too. By the way, Corbin Carroll should be the rep, should be the starting rep for the Diamondbacks this year. Corbin Carroll's been spectacular. Um, Lourdes Gurriel's numbers are good. I'm not saying they're not. Carroll's been better. And why Carroll is out, but Soto is there after all of the crap Soto went through for the first six weeks of the season where people doubted if he could even hit anymore, I don't know. Um, Cody Bellinger deserves higher than eighth because he's having a very solid season. Castellanos has been carrying the Phillies offense for a little while. Um, and like, why is Lars Newtbar 13th ahead of like Brian Reynolds or James Outman or like, I, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. It's very confusing in the land of NL outfielders. Agreed. Agreed. And the last question I have for you here about the early look at all-star game voting from what we've seen. Very quick, don't even need a ton of analysis from you here, but who is one player that you would like to see get more votes by the time the next update is released or maybe just move up the ranks? I know you kind of just touched on Bellinger, but uh, what about somebody else? Um, That's that's a great question, actually. Like for me, I know he's been struggling of late, but Kalenic should be higher than 15th in the American League outfield. I know he's yeah. been bad of late, but he should be higher than 15th. Yeah, he he should be. I would agree there. Um, and Josh Jung, we touched on him. It's hard to argue. I mean, most of them are fine. Maybe maybe Jorge Soler should have some more. Like, he's yeah, fourth probably. for NLDH. That that's weird. Been, he's been special this year. Yeah. Um, I would like to – I don't know. It, that's that's a very good question. I mean, t- like you said, you already said Cody Bellinger, so like yeah, kind of Bellinger, already answered I think, the question. I but. think is a guy who probably deserves it. That's fair. That is fair. But Matt, to wrap up this one, as we head into the weekend of Major League Baseball action, weekend streamers in a waiver wire preview. So we're going to give you a, a hitter that happens to be a hitter this week that each of us each of us are watching here as guys to add, or we're going to be looking dads. I'm going to go first. Ryan O'Hearn in Baltimore, he's going to be on the larger side of any platoon that they put him in as they're going to maximize his at-bats against righties. So far in June, 367 average, 406 on base, 733 slug, three home runs, seven runs, six RBIs. And when you look at his full season numbers, his plate discipline has improved, i.e. staying in the zone and fewer whiffs. And he should have dual position eligibility, owned in just 2.5% of ESPN leagues and 10% of fan track leagues. So deeper formats, check out Ryan O'Hearn. Uh, Matt, what outfielder are you looking at this week as a 
potential waiver wire ad. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Pham is out there and he's only rostered in 31% of fan tracks leagues. He's getting a bunch of playing time with Pete Alonso, not in the lineup. He's hitting in the middle of that lineup and he's responding over his last 55 at bats. He's hitting 309 with a 361 on base percentage, three homers and four steals. None of that is going to kill you. It's all going to help you. Uh, like I said, he hit fifth on Wednesday night, uh, which is smack in the middle of a rebounding Mets lineup, I guess. Um, now, we'll have to see what happens to the playing time when Alonzo comes back. If he stays hot, I would assume that they would keep Fam in the lineup, but who knows? Dan Vogelbach owns a spot in that lineup, apparently, is my kid comes in uh, but yeah tommy fam is who i'm looking for easy enough and then matt roll right into it weekend streamer if someone needs some pitching help uh who is the arm that they should be fantasy manager should be looking to add this weekend uh if they need some pitching help uh yeah so for streamers this is where i previewed this earlier i'm picking on the royals griffin canning uh, is out there. He's rostered in 54% of Fantrax leagues. He's only started in like 28% of them. Um, he's been really good in his last three starts. He's got two quality starts, one inning shy of three quality starts. He's got two wins. He's got a 20 to one strikeout to walk ratio in his last three starts. 20 to one. Um, he's lowered his ERA since May 10th. It was at 6.38 or so. Um, He's lowered that to four point in the mid four. So he's lowered it by two runs over the last month, uh, which is pretty impressive. And again, Kansas City's offense, the only good bat they had in that offense was Vinny P. And now he's done for the year. Yeah, it's not like this ballpark is, is hitter friendly to begin with either. So I would assume that Griffin Canning has a pretty good start this weekend. And on Friday, I'll go with Jared Schuster against the Rockies. It's away from Coors. Colorado, not good against lefties. Even worse against lefties when away from their home park. Schuster may not have big-time upside, but the floor is there. I Five innings, three to five strikeouts, and a win, especially with that offense backing him. Very doable against that team. He's owned in under 5% of ESPN leagues and just 47% of leagues over on fan tracks so that is your weekend preview here from the fantasy alarm fantasy baseball podcast if you aren't a member over at fantasy alarm or in the discord alarm 50 for 50 percent off six months of all access we will be back next week with the next editions of the fantasy alarm fantasy baseball podcast so give matt a follow at the sales man on twitter i'm at colby r conway on twitter and we will see you all next week Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.